Amen? Second Timothy chapter number 4. And um, again, appreciate everyone's prayers. I'll say a little bit more about the trip tonight that we uh, just got back from. A lot of people have asked, am I tired? No, not at all. I woke up at 3 this morning, ready to go. Um, it's this evening that uh, will be fun, uh, but uh, doing great. Appreciate your prayers. Had uh, so many great things and um, that we're able to see and do, but um, the one that was the highlight for me uh, for the week was um, going there in Rome to the Maritime Prison. Maritime Prison is where the Apostle Paul was held um, in prison, where he wrote several of our New Testament books uh, from that prison cell, and um, he got to go down in the cell uh, and to see it was just a pit, and they have stairs now to go into it. Back then, they dropped you down a hole, um, but I was able to go down there and uh, actually read this passage of Scripture out loud uh, down in the there, and um, it was, when you stand down there, it's, even with all the modern things that they've done to make it a tourist attraction, it's still cold, it's still dark, it's still a miserable place, and, um, but it's from there, the Apostle Paul, God was with him, and when you stood there and you realized that Paul sat there and the Lord was with him and what he was able to pen and do is just humbling. We complain about the little things we go through. Oh, that we had a heart like Paul's. And um, I want to read this passage of Scripture. And uh, I know we've stood a lot, but if you wouldn't care, let's stand as we read this passage of Scripture in Second Timothy chapter 4. Just to respect and honor the Word of God this morning, think about what we're reading here. Second Timothy chapter 4, verse number 1. The Bible says, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at His appearing and His kingdom. Preach the Word. Be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all long suffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. But watch thou in all things, endure afflictions, do the work of an evangelist, make full proof of thy ministry. For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought a good fight, I have finished my course, I have kept the faith. Henceforth there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day, and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. Do thy diligence to come shortly unto me, for Demas hath forsaken me having loved this present world, and is departed into Thessalonica, Crescens to Galatia, Titus unto Dalmatia. Only Luke is with me. Take Mark and bring him with thee, for he is profitable to me for the ministry. Antichius have I sent to Ephesus. The cloak that I have left to Troas with Carpus, when thou comest, bring with thee, 
and the books, but especially the parchments. Alexander the coppersmith did me much evil. The Lord reward him according to his works, of whom be thou where also, for he hath greatly withstood our works. At my first answer, no man stood with me, but all men forsook me. I pray God that it may not be laid to their charge. Notwithstanding, the Lord stood with me and strengthened me, that by me the preaching might be fully known, and that all the Gentiles might hear. And I was delivered out of the mouth of the lion. The Lord shall deliver me from every evil work, and will preserve me into his heavenly kingdom, to whom be glory forever and ever. Amen. Salute Prisca and Aquila and the household of Onesiphorus. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we love you, and we thank you, Lord, for the word of God today. I thank you, Lord, for the privilege of, Lord, uh, having stood where I stood this week and read this passage and thought on these things continually. Thank you for the faithfulness of Paul. Thank you for his teaching and instruction in this uh, last epistle. And I pray that, Lord, you'd help us and open our eyes that we would behold wondrous things out of thy law. And we love you very much. In Christ's name we pray. Amen. Thank you and be seated here. Um, standing down there in that uh, cell, in that hole, I understand why one of the first things he asked for, the first thing, uh, there in verse number 13, was his cloak. It was cold. And it may not seem like much, but um, having stood there, I understand he, he, he was asking it. He was cold. Uh, he was suffering where he was. He asked that the cloak be brought. He asked that uh, books be brought because, um, again, we should never stop learning. I want to encourage everyone, read. All right, young people, read. And uh, you say, well, you're a bookworm. I wasn't. I don't like reading. That is not my, it's not the way I was geared. But I understand, I, understand, I came to understand that um, if, if you're, Pretty much everyone who did anything, they love to read and learn. So I want to encourage you, read. We live in a world today that doesn't like that. We like everything just, right? Show me a movie. Um, read, all right? Paul read. It was that important to him. Bring me books, but especially the parchments. The scriptures are the utmost importance, and that we should read first and foremost. But uh, as I stood there this week and I looked at the cold walls and the darkness that would have been there. Um, and you kind of had a feel for what Paul was saying here. And I read this passage aloud there as we were standing down there. And, um, and I've just thought on it more the rest of the week since then uh, about what was on Paul's mind as he faced his last days. What was on the heart of Paul? What was on the mind of Paul? What was he thinking about? And I just want to share that with you real quick this morning, if you just follow along here. But number one, when I read this passage of Scripture, the very first thing, because he said under the direction of the Holy Spirit that the time of his departing was at hand. He knew he was nearing the end of his earthly life. And um, so what's on his mind? First and foremost, number one, preaching. Amen preaching. He says there in verse number one, I charge thee therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead of his appearing in his kingdom. Preach the word. Preaching was on his heart. This is what it was all about. Preaching. And I, and I do want to stop and, and talk on this a little bit about it. That uh, uh, preaching was on the heart of Paul. 
Paul loved to preach. I believe Paul liked and loved to be preached too. He just loved the Word of God. He loved preaching. We today, we should love preaching. We should desire preaching. One of the great things that I enjoyed uh, the last few weeks is uh, and I got to preach there in Scotland at uh, the first service for Soul Way Baptist Church and uh, being started out of our church. That's exciting. Uh, I got to meet the folks there and uh, just minister there, and that was a blessing. But I love being preached to this week. I loved uh, hearing others preach. I loved uh, I listened to the services here, uh, to, to the speakers that got up and preached. And my uncle, I appreciate his messages. And, and uh, I, I just love preaching. We should love preaching. We, we live in a world today that doesn't love preaching. And I'm talking about believers. It's like we, we love all the specials and praise God for good music. We, we, we love listening to the instruments. Praise God for those using your talents. You know, I always make a joke. I was, I was talking actually to the, uh, the group of missionaries that was there. And, uh, you know, and, and I made this joke that, you know, they would have different missionary families that would go up and sing uh, before the preaching time at the, at the conference we were at. And uh, every time a couple got up, all the other missionaries took out their, their phones and they began, they recorded the specials. And, uh, and it didn't bother me. Uh, most of those missionaries have two, three, ten people in their church to be able to fellowship and hear others sing, it was something they wanted to go back and listen to again and again and again, all right? Pray for your missionaries, all right? And, uh, and so they were soaking all that in. But I made a joke. You know, I've, I've seen that here many times. Uh, people will get up to sing a special or uh, uh, something special is going on, and, and uh, people will record this or record that, and that's fine with me. Go back, let it minister to you again. But I've never gotten up here and anybody said, all right, preaching, I'm recording this. No one, right? No one has ever said, oh, the preacher's coming up. Boom, I'm recording this, right? Yeah, that doesn't happen, right? Uh, but, and, and I'm making a joke here, but the fact is this. We live in a Christian world today that there's very little preeminence of preaching. We do not worship men. We do not follow and just blindly follow men. Even Hebrews talks about about these pastors, these people that were placed whose faith follow. You follow the faith. If the life ever steps outside the line of faith, you quit following that. Because we don't man worship, we don't follow men, we follow this book and we follow the Lord Jesus Christ whose faith follow. But when it comes preaching time, this is when, man, I, I, I love when someone gets saved. And they get saved and they start coming to church. And I mean, uh, I, I have several people in mind right now, but they get saved and they, they sit up and uh, they, they put their Bible out. And I mean, they're just like locked in. Right. And everything that's being said, they're like writing things down and they're smiling. Oh, wow. You know, and they're eating it up. Right. And, uh, and that's the way and it's sad we lose that. We, we should desire the Word of God. And when it's preached, we should want it. And Paul said, preach the Word. I want to mention a couple of things about the preaching here. Number one, it was commanded. He said, I charge thee. There is a command to preach. To the world, it's foolish. Without Christ, what we're doing right now is foolish. I mean, I don't... You know, there, there's, you know, you, politics are starting to get in the news. And they're all people starting to start making their speeches and gathering their groups and, and, and all this stuff. And, 
you know, and, and I don't care. Pick the most famous of them all. I'm not going to mention your names, all right? But whoever. And if, if they were preaching, or preaching, <laughs> they're not preaching. If they were speaking uh, here in town, right, there would be a big crowd. But if you let them come back every week, 52 weeks a year, three times a week, the crowds would go away. I mean, it just, that's just, they're there again, right? It amazes me that you all show up every week, right? But you're here for the Word of God. And you're here for the preaching of the Word of God. And Paul said, I charge thee. There's a command to preach. Now, I know I've been gone a couple weeks, but let me address this. The only hope of revival is the preaching of the Word of God. That is the only hope of revival. I'm thankful for music. I'm thankful for things like that. That is a blessing and it can tune the heart and prepare the heart for the preaching of the word of God. God uses preaching. Paul didn't say, Timothy, I charge thee before God, sing a special. I'm not belittling specials. I'm thankful for how they minister to our heart. I'm thankful for the choir today. They were a blessing to me. And listening to them sing and directing our minds and our hearts towards the Word of God. But listen, our country doesn't need concerts. It needs preaching. Our churches don't need concert. It needs preaching. If souls are going to be saved, it is through what Paul said, the foolishness of preaching. What the world thinks is foolish, but that is God's means of bringing about souls being saved and holiness in God's people. We need more preaching of the Word of God. And the preaching ought to be the centerpiece of our gathering together in God's house. And we ought to want it and desire it. And Paul said, preach. There is a command for it. But also connected to the preaching, I see the mentioning of the coming. It says there in verse number one, I charge thee before God and the Lord Jesus Christ, who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing. Preach the word. Jesus is coming again. Do you know why we're preaching today? Not to fill time. We're, we're preaching today. We had Sunday school teachers get up and teach. Why? Not for, a, not for a, a social event. Not for some sort of entertainment. This right here, what we're doing at this moment. A man is standing up preaching to some young people next door. What is the preaching for? Because we know the fact the Lord's coming back. And those that are lost today, they must hear the message that unless they repent they shall likewise perish. The Lord Jesus Christ said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh unto the Father but by me. That preaching needs to continue because souls are dying and going to hell. And the Lord is coming back and we should warn them. But I believe the coming of the Lord not just addressed to those who are lost, but we need to continue preaching because someday we are going to stand before God. He is going to judge, according to this passage of Scripture here, He is going to judge, uh, at his, as His coming, the quick and the dead. In other words, those who uh, uh, have, have, have passed on into eternity what they've done with Christ, that will forever affect their eternity. It is settled. We that are living, the Lord could come back today. That would be a wonderful thing. He could come back today. And I believe we will, I will give an account for the preaching of the Word of God. You will give an account for the receiving of the Word of God. Amen.
what we will do, the Lord is coming back. And what we do with the Word of God, we will stand before God one day. You say, well, preacher, I like this part, but I don't like this part of the preaching. You will stand before God one day. And my opinions don't matter. My thoughts don't matter. But this book is everything. You and I will be judged one day according to the words of this book. Which, by the way, demands the fact we know what this book is. So what are you talking about? If we're going to be judged and held accountable to his word, there can't be multiple versions of that word for us to be held accountable to. I'm, I, and what, all I'm saying is this. For us in the English-speaking world that we live in, you have the word of God. And we're going to be judged according to the word of God one day. Amen. So we need to be receiving of the word of God. There's a command there. There's the coming of the Lord, but also the content. It matters what's being preached. Look at what it says there in verse number two. Preach what? The word. Right? The word of God is what needs to be preached. I could get up here today and speak an hour on things I saw. In illustrations. I could tell you jokes. I have all kinds of jokes. I love jokes. Stupid, corny jokes. I love them, right? I, I could tell you jokes all day. I could quote poems to you today. I could, uh, I, could, I could tell you stories that would bring tears to your eyes. I could. I could entertain you today. But that's not what we're here for. And we lack this in our churches today. We don't need to hear people's preferences and jokes and comedy hours and... I've seen people this week acting and rolling around and, and putting on shows. We need the preaching of the Word of God. And the only hope that the lost have, the only way that we're going to learn holiness, the only true source of revival is the preaching of the Word of God. And we need the Word preached but also I read here, preach the word, be instant in season, out of season, reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. We need to preach the word, but we need to preach the way that's right. It mentions here, reprove, rebuke, exhort. I prayed that in our opening prayer before the message today. Whatever the Holy Spirit needs to do in my life and in yours, I pray He does. If we need to be reproved today, shown we're wrong if we need to be rebuked today, told how to be right, if we need to be encouraged today, may it be done through the Word of God with long-suffering. It's important to remember. Our young preachers training to be preachers. Long-suffering. Sometimes it takes time. There's a process. Maturity. I love steak. Steak is good. If you don't like steak, I'll pray for you. You know, people, you know, read your Bible. The first meal on this earth that Jesus ate was steak. Amen. When he met with Abraham, read it. Read it, all right? It's just, that's a blessing to me, all right? Yeah, all right? No, I, I, I love that, but when I was born... July the 29th, 1975, my mom didn't bring me home and cut me off a piece of steak. Number one, couldn't afford it. Number two, 
would have gagged on it. I would have choked on it. It takes time. To our young men training, to our church, we continue to preach with long-suffering. Give people time to grow. You say, well, I know it. It took you time to grow. But we're to preach it with long-suffering and doctrine. I'm going to pause there for a second. Amen? Doctrine. It matters what you are preaching. Doctrine matters. That's why I can't put my arm around anything and everything that's out there. Because doctrine matters. The doctrine of Christ matters. The doctrine of salvation matters. The doctrine of these gifts matter. Doctrine matters. And so if we're going to preach the word, you're going to preach it with doctrine. In other words, truth. You can't compromise truth. It matters what we believe. But preach the word of God. You see a command, a coming, and a content. Then in verse 3 and 4, you see a catastrophe. Paul said, for the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. What's Paul talking about? What's the catastrophe? He said there's a time that's going to come. And I don't believe we're stretching things to think that we are pretty much there. When they will not endure sound doctrine, doctrine matter? Yeah. Is sound doctrine important? Yeah. Because Paul said there's coming a day when they will not endure sound doctrine. We will come to a place, Paul said, when there will be a weak Christianity. A weak Christianity. They will not want sound doctrine. They will not want to be told that God's Word is the truth. And if they don't line up with the Word of God, they're wrong. Amen? Amen? Sound doctrine. Paul said, be careful as you continue to preach because there will come a day when people will not want sound doctrine. They will not endure sound doctrine. Isn't that an interesting phrase? Endure. If you're enduring something, it means you're getting through it, but you're miserable. Right? I, I endured several security checks. Uh, right? Hated those things. Right? But you get through it. Isn't it sad there's some people sitting in church? Careful how you answer this. Enduring sound doctrine. At any time certain things are preached on, and yeah, they have the Bible, and oh, I just don't like it. A lot of us have been there, huh? But I'm thankful for preachers who stood up and kept preaching the truth. There may have been times, sadly, in my life when I endured sound doctrine, but I'm thankful that God and the Holy Spirit worked on my life to a point where I submitted to sound doctrine, and I never looked back and praised God for the truth. But if you're enduring sound doctrine, I encourage you to embrace it because it's truth. Because the more you push back against it, the more miserable the devil's going to make you. We live in a world today that is turning away from sound doctrine, a weak Christianity, 
which always leads to a carnal Christianity. For the time will come, verse number three, when they will not endure sound doctrine. In other words, they were hearing it. Right? If you're enduring it, you're hearing it. You're in the middle of it. And they have chosen to endure. They're just sitting there miserable. I don't like this. I don't like this. And they're hearing the truth. And what it does, if they don't embrace it, it will lead not just to a weak Christianity, but to a carnal Christianity. They will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. They will eventually go to a place, if they don't receive sound doctrine, where they will become not just a weak Christianity but a carnal Christianity. That everything, their, Christ, their Christianity becomes about their own lust. What they want. They only want to hear what they want to hear. They only want to experience what makes them feel good. And everything comes about what they like and how they feel. And the emotions and the feelings become what their Christianity is all about. Instead of sound doctrine. Are you following me? So be careful everything that you hear that's going on out there because if it's not sound doctrine and it's all about feelings and it's not centered on the preaching, Paul says, be careful. Amen. See, why, why are you talking about these things? It, number one, it's in the Word of God. Number two, God told me to. Number three, because we better be careful. Because we can get swept away in a weak, carnal Christianity, which will then lead to a fake Christianity. Keep reading. For they will, time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine, but after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears, and they shall turn away their ears from the what? And shall be turned unto. Now all of a sudden they have gone from sitting under sound doctrine and enduring it instead of receiving it to finding themselves in a carnal Christianity all about their lust and how they feel and their emotions which then will lead them to a place of a fake Christianity when they've turned away from the truth and they're believing fables, lies, things that just aren't true. I love, because that about this temple, I love the members in this church enough to tell you what Paul had on his mind, knowing he soon was leaving this world. Be careful. Because there's a lot out there that will pull you away from the truth. And it doesn't just happen all of a sudden. It's a process to where you find yourself sitting under true and biblical preaching. You start enduring it. You're just getting through it to where soon you'll find something that will satisfy your own lust to where soon you're believing lies. I've watched it. I've seen it. I've grown up in church. I've grown up in a ministry. I've seen it. What Paul described here is accurate. Most people aren't going to go from sitting under sound doctrine to believing lies and going into fables. It's a process. What we should desire is the preaching of God's word. We should want it and soak it in and obey it. 
you see a catastrophe, but then you see a call. A call. It says in verse number 5, but watch thou in all things. A call. Paul said, when it comes to preaching here, please, Timothy, listen to me. Holy Spirit had it recorded for us today that we might understand this. Open your eyes. You better have your eyes open. Watch thou in all things. You see, this is not a big deal. It is a big deal. All things are all things. And we need to be very careful. Watch thou in all things. From the preaching to the music to the way we live and our holiness, all things matter. The doctrine that is being preached, all things matter. The way we worship, all things matter. The way we dress, all things matter. The way we live, all things matter. But watch thou in all things. Be careful. And what God has given us to help us to watch in all things is preaching the Word of God. You see, you start slipping out of church and you start drifting away from all things. And life will become about what you feel and how you, your emotions are. But, you, but we had better have our eyes open and then there will be times that we need to endure. Verse number five, but watch thou in all things, endure afflictions. Same word, right? If you're going to be careful and try to live a life according to the word of God, there's going to be some suffering for it. Because the devil's going to fight you. The world is against you. The philosophies of the world are against you. The ways of the world are against you. Those weak and carnal and fake Christianities that are out there are going to be against you. And you may have to endure. I talked to a dear friend this week who's going through a very difficult time in his ministry. He said, I just want to go out there and set all the matter straight and write pages and let people read. I said, it won't help. Are you right with God? Yeah. Endure the affliction. All that live godly shall suffer persecution. You say, well, the world loves me and I've never had any issues at all. Everybody and they just, you know, they, they love my life and the way I live. There's probably something not right there. Now, we ought to do our best, if, if at all possible, to live peaceably with all men. We ought to be the most friendly people, people come around. We ought to have joy in our life that few people see. But if you're getting around and getting along with a world that is compromising and wicked in their sin, there's something not right there. Endure afflictions. Our eyes better be open. And then in verse number five, we need to do the work of an evangelism. An evangelist. The word evangelist there is what we look at as a missionary. Someone who's taken the word of God. Every one of us as members of this church ought to be active in sharing the word of God. In some way, in some manner, be active. We're going to be launching a new church, planting endeavor, get involved in it. We're going to go out this summer and knock on doors like we have, get involved in it.
work in that ministry, Sunday school, that bus, the nursing home. Take a handful of tracks today when you leave. Do the work of an evangelist. It's all of our responsibility to preach the word. To go and share it. Have your eyes open, endure, evangelize. But be an example. Make full proof of thy ministry. May all of us live a life that backs up what we preach. May our life be one that is foolproof. The world has enough hypocrites. Let's be real. So Paul in his last thoughts, number one, was preaching. And this is going to scare you, but I have three more points. Number two, but they're really short. Number two, you see his predicament. Verse six, for I am now ready to be offered. He knew death was coming. And the only thing I want to mention here is this. He said this little phrase, which is really important. I am now ready. Are you ready? You know, as Paul sat there in that prison cell and he wrote this, there wasn't any sin he would need to get right between him and God. Otherwise, he wouldn't have been ready. I'm not saying he wouldn't have gone to heaven. Once saved, you're always saved. That's a doctrine in the Word of God. But if I was living in known sin, I'd want to get that right before I stood before my Creator. But Paul said, I'm ready. If there's sin in your life today that you would want to confess and get that right with God before you stood before Him, and you could stand before Him today. If there's something you need to get right, get it right today. Are you ready? Paul was saved. Amen. I mean, he gave multiple testimonies of his conversion when he met the Lord. Are you ready? If you had a time in your life when you saw the Lord for who He is, saw yourself for who you are, and in that faith and repentance believed that Christ died for your sins and your sins condemned you, but Jesus paid it all, and in that faith looked to Christ, are you ready? Are you ready as you look at your family? Are you ready, man, as you're leading your family? Are you ready looking at your tithing? Are you ready looking at your holiness? See, those things don't matter where I go to heaven. It's true. But I want to stand before him someday without anything that I'd want to try to hide because nothing will be hidden before him. Are you ready? I love the fact that even though he was in this place where he knew that eternity was approaching, that Paul could say with boldness, I am now ready. If you can't say that today, we're going to give an invitation in a moment. Get ready. If you need to be saved, get saved today. If there's sin in your life, get it right today. The Holy Spirit's tugging on your heart about a matter. Get it right today. I am now ready. You see his predicament. You see the preaching. Number three, you see his parting. It says there again in verse number six, I am now ready to be offered. 
and the time of my departure is at hand. You know, I traveled through a lot of different airports in the last few weeks, and we go up to a screen, and there'd be all kinds of different languages that show up there, but you look for that word, departing, departures. I wrote it down how, to, how they said it in their Italian, but you would laugh at me, so I'm not. But departures. Saw it in Chinese, I assume. I have no idea. Saw it in several other languages, but departures. You know what that word departures mean? I saw my departure was at 12 o'clock noon Friday from the airport there in Rome. You know what that meant, departure? I was leaving that place and going to another. Oh, you ought to be excited about this. Paul was not going into some soul sleep. Paul was not going into some abyss. There was a time of departure was at hand. He was leaving this world and going to another. Amen? It's a glorious thought. Someday we will lay the cares of this world behind us. We are departing. The Bible refers to many others in the Old Testament as their souls were departing. It's going to be great one day to lay this all aside. And go to a place where we'll be with Christ for all of eternity. There was a parting coming. Lastly, there was a peace. Verse number seven, he said, I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course. I have kept the faith. I wrote down a couple words here and I'll say I'm gonna pray. He fought. This life for the believer, we're not fighting flesh and blood. But you better believe it. We're in a fight. There's spiritual wickedness in high places. The rulers of the darkness of this world. There's a fight against our own flesh. There's a fight against carnality. There's a fight against sin. There's a fight against error. We're in a spiritual battle. Paul said, I have fought a good fight. Every believer in this room or anyone who hears this message, as a believer, we are in a fight. Not with each other, not with people, but with our own lust, our own flesh, the world, and the enemy, the devil. He said, I fought. The second word I wrote down is this. He finished. That's a glorious thing, man. He finished. I have fought a good fight. I have finished my course finished praise God if you're saved we all had an awesome start amen the day you got saved all things were passed away behold all things become new you are reborn you are a new creature amen God is a course for our life finish are you listening to me finish Praise God. It's good to see the Elims today. 
Love them, praying for them, excited for what God's going to be doing. Awesome. Brother Edom, God saved his soul. Miss Camille, God saved her soul. And they have been in a fight. They've been in some of the darkest places this world has to offer. Fighting against truth. But to Brian and Camille Elam, you need to pray for them because the devil doesn't want to see them finish. And to them, encourage them as he does me. Finish. Be strong. Don't quit. To every believer in this room, God's been good to you. Finish. Don't quit. While I was gone, mine rushed back on the 24th of February. It's the day my dad passed away. I remember my last conversation I had with him on that Monday before I left. He said, son, take care of your mom. I said, I will. He said, I just want to finish right. And he did. Finish. God began a good work in your life. Finish strong. I wrote down the word fight. I wrote down the word finish. And I wrote down the word faithful. Paul was able to say this as he sat there in that prison. I have kept the faith. I have kept the faith. In other words, God had given him something precious and he had kept it. He didn't waver. He didn't compromise. He didn't back down. He stayed faithful. Because at the Baptist Temple, God's been good to us for 56 years. God has blessed this church. It's going to continue. We're going to keep doing what God started here. It's going to be a fight. Not with each other. (laughs) Not with people. But we can finish by being faithful. I have kept the faith. I wrote down the word thought, finished, faithful. Then in verse number eight, I just wrote down the word, and then finally, henceforth, there is laid up for me, Paul said, a crown of righteousness which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. If anyone ever earned this crown, it was the Apostle Paul. As I stood there in that prison and I realized the stench that he would have been sitting in, the filth, the darkness, the the coldness, and how he kept and he wrote things like this, and he penned these words and he knew the Lord was with him in all things, and he, he, he just encouraging a younger preacher, stay faithful, He said, I have fought a good fight. I've kept the faith. And he he said, I'm looking forward. I'm going to stand before the Lord in a crown of righteousness. And he deserved it. But that's not where the verse ends. That same crown. Isn't this awesome? That same crown. He shall give me at that day and not to me only, but unto all them also that love his appearing. 
I'm in no way lifting myself. I don't think anyone in this room would want to lift herself up and say, I am just like Paul. <laughs> but you can be just as faithful. Because you're serving the same God with the same Holy Spirit and the same power of God and the same doctrine and the same truth and the same holiness and that same crown can be for all who love is appearing. So what's that mean to love is appearing? I am ready. I'm ready. If you're not ready today, get ready.